Have you ever known violence to be private? Let's just let's just take a look at that for a second. Have you ever known violence to be private? Violence. I mean, the Crusades. I mean, the Holocaust. I mean, slavery and aspects of it. I mean, violence of any kind. Have you ever known it to be private? Meaning something that no one else knows about. Shh. Ever? I haven't. Well, at least, well, no, I haven't. And I don't believe I know anyone that has. If you have, please do leave a message uh, at the link and let me know what private violence that you've ever heard of. And I bring that up to say domestic violence is not private. It's not private. There is fallout that happens, whether it is a change in your attitude, your demeanor, whether it is your screams in the middle of the night or the day, whether it is the bruises that you try to conceal with long sleeves or makeup or hair. It's not private ever. I think there's also an idea that if we don't talk about it, then it will go away. Or if we don't talk about it, then it isn't actually an issue. Or if we don't talk about it, then it didn't happen. However, with something traumatic, there is always a, an echo, a residue, a a trail a a piece of evidence that is proof that it happened and there's always even if you don't talk about it there's always someone that knows or perceives it's just it's something that is embarrassing it's something that is a shame However, it's not something that needs to be swept under the rug any longer. I mean, we have a lot of people who are, who use, they pull the the domestic violence card. I will just call it how I see it. They will throw that in there. It could be a couple who are mutually abusive and one will say, oh, he beat me, or oh, she was abusive, but you guys were abusive to each other, you know? And that's not to say that there wasn't abuse, but it's just a lot. There are so many different ways to look at toxicity and mental and physical and emotional abuse. There are so many ways that men are affected as well as women. I think that a lot of times when domestic violence or domestic abuse is mentioned, we all get this burning bed kind of visual. 
anybody familiar with that movie, The Burning Bed? The Burning Bed is a movie that came out in maybe the 70s or the 80s. And it was about a woman who was abused. She finally had enough. She took matters into her own hands, hence the title of the movie. And, you know, that is one way that abuse happens, absolutely. However, the idea that this is the only thing that happens in a toxic and abusive relationship is a little bit, mm, I don't want to say short-sighted because that's not quite the right term. It's a little bit too narrow. I think that there's a wide spectrum of things that can happen between two people that can be good for them, bad for them, or neutral. I just feel like As I said in a previous episode, the waters are muddied because people holler abuse for clout or they holler abuse for sympathy. When in actuality, there are definitely real life, regular people who struggle, fight for or lose their lives because of this phenomenon. So I think that we should all just take a look at those you love. Take a look at your loved ones. Take a look at your significant others. Take a look at your friends. And let's make sure each other are okay. Especially during this time, you know, now more than ever. We know that tomorrow's not promised. We know that things are dangerous and things are scary. So it's just something that I think should definitely be addressed and talked about. things that I wanted to impress upon my readers is that domestic violence is very rarely a secret. It is almost never just between the victim and the perpetrator. Someone knows or suspects what's happening to you, whether your neighbors hear you screaming at night, whether your colleagues see the changes in you, whether your family notices a change in you, the abuse that you're suffering is very rarely a secret to anyone. Now, it becomes a slippery slope because you may know that something is wrong or you may know that something is happening, but when you're dealing with people and an emotional tie, um, There just isn't a whole lot you can do to pull someone out of a situation. There isn't a whole lot that anyone can do to convince you to walk away or to get you to see that what's happening to you is bad. 
I think that's what makes dealing with domestic disputes and mental and emotional abuse most difficult is that we are dealing with people who will make their own decisions, whether it's based on good sense, heart, spirit, or whatever, and the decisions that they make might not always be best for them. So I guess the question is, what are you really able to do in those situations? Because if a person is not being honest with himself or herself about the fact that what is going on, what is affecting them and their environment is toxic, is there really a way to convince them? Let's talk about it. As we bring this episode to a close, I want to reiterate that I do certainly appreciate you guys tuning in every week to check out my latest episodes. I do appreciate you guys taking a look at the ebooks or ordering the hard copies of Through Different Eyes. And I hope that you will continue to share these times with me. I hope that you will continue to read future projects that I publish. And what I'd like to do during this time is just make it known or what's a better way to say this? What I'd like to do is just share my story and stories about these real-life situations that happen in our interpersonal relationships. And I want us to come away from this having had a few giggles, having learned something, and just having gained a new perspective on something that is a very real and very common occurrence in the daily lives of many of us. Once again, I do appreciate your patronage, and I'll see you next episode.